It's like you have to adapt to the environment, the situation, because if you don't, anything could shut you down like in business. So if you look at it as in this is a lifelong journey, this is what you want to do, you have to stay consistent and don't let the outer world really affect you. We are now, we have a contract with Essence and we will be selling um, Fasson de Vives yes! on Essence. That's yes. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. are some things you need this is like a pop quiz i guess <laughs> do you feel like you need a website a logo a giant instagram following <laughs> well our guest today is here to tell you exactly what you actually need and it's probably I know. Not- it was a trick question I'm i know sorry. <laughs> it's probably not what you think and as a new entrepreneur, we know how easy it is to get distracted by things that ultimately won't really make the biggest impact on your business. Sorry mm-hmm. if you thought the answer was website logo or giant Instagram following. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know. As you'll learn, when you put more emphasis on your mindset and creating that success mindset than on your strategy, like the website logo and giant Instagram following, Mm -hmm. your entrepreneurial potential has the power to weather any storm. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what we learned from Zen. Zen is the owner and CEO of Fesson de Vive. She is sharing with us today how consistency, strong decision-making skills, a positive mindset, being mindful of your energy and having the skill to adapt to new environments and situations will help you grow throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Yes, you will also hear Zen's journey in the retail industry from starting online, making local deliveries, to (laughs) opening up a brick and mortar storefront in the heart of Philly's fashion district and a recent deal with Essence Magazine. Yes. Amazing. You're also going to learn from her how to pitch and work with a company in the retail industry and advice and resources to other small business owners on how to stay innovative, resilient, and how to really build a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So as you listen, be sure to take note of any questions that you have because, you know, we are always so grateful for you tuning in, for you listening, but we actually want to hear from you and have you join in on the conversation. So here's what you're going to do. Yes. Text us 2021 to 215-608-3002. Again, you're going to text us 2021 to 215-608-3002. And here's what we're going to do for you, girlfriend. We are going to send you our goal getters checklist and shoot over a few more resources that are going to help you create a success mindset, stay consistent, and really help you figure out what's the most important thing to focus on to move your business forward. 
Yes. And it is really Alex and me on the other end yes. of, <laughs> of this text message. We love responding with you, cheering you on, supporting you, sharing these resources. I mean, that's literally how we started was sharing mm-hmm. resources with each other. And now we want to share them with you. Yes. So again, you're going to text 2021 to 215-608-3002. And we cannot wait to have you in our text fam. And we also can't wait to get in this episode. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everybody. Today, we are sitting down with Zen, who is the CEO and founder of Façon de Vie. (laughs) Did I say that right? (laughs) You did. You said it right. Façon de Vie. Yes. Yes. yes, we are. Welcome. Yes, we're just really excited to chat with you. If you guys don't know, Zen was actually one of our first sponsors for our first ever She Shines event at the Vision Board, the Vision Board and brunch party at the Bach Building in South Philly. Um, and she gave us some really delicious um, black tea and like the most amazing bath salts that I've ever smelled. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you definitely want to stalk her store uh, after you're done (laughs) with this podcast episode. So Zen, let's dive right in. Can you walk us through your background and what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship? So when I started the journey, it was based off of curiosity. So how do you get a brick and mortar store and how do you get brands in the store to stock up your shelves? Mm -hmm. So I just started doing a lot of research and became a, a buyer and of course i'm still researching but still like the journey was curiosity of retail and then i just fell in love with it which i never worked in a retail store so mm-hmm. it was really something as in a leap of faith but just trusting that oh i love it so let me try it i love that <laughs> so what was your background before taking the sleep um well when i graduated i thought i wanted to become a nurse and i went through that whole journey of pursuing my nurse's degree and also Mm -hmm. phlebotomy i had an incident like working in the clinic and it was like really a harsh incident i said to myself like i can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and i just took what i love because people used to always compliment what i had on in general so i just took that and was like hey let me just learn how to become a buyer and then select the, the brands or the concept, this, this whole thing, and just put it into a business form. And I just was listening to like my surroundings of people just saying like, I always had something dope on. So mm. I just took that and just went into the leap of faith. Yeah. Oh, I, I can so much relate to your story. That's, that's literally how I got into photography was listening to, to people asking you the questions like if you just listen yeah. people will tell you mm-hmm. a lot of yes, yes. Where you should be that is so cool zen yeah um, i was also going to yeah. say both you guys both have a similar story also both being in healthcare and making oh, yeah. that making oh, that yeah. transition out <laughs> anna laura is was a speech pathologist like myself but i always love to say that she's retired uh retired <laughs> speech pathologist now entrepreneur so and and we we always say to our community too, when they're kind of maybe stuck about where to go or, or what to kind of pursue next. And, and you hit the nail right on the head and saying, mm-hmm. you know, 
I was just listening to what people were asking of me and, you know, as, yes. as, as evidenced by uh, the earrings you got on and oh gosh, that turtleneck, like we can definitely, <laughs> can definitely see why people would be asking you. Um, and also too, I had to trust myself, like as in what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I won't say this is the end of my journey, but more so what can I see myself doing every day? And when mm. I went through a certain like experience in the healthcare field, I was like, I want to cater to people, but and not mm-hmm. not that way. So yeah, absolutely. Having that that wanting to serve, but also yeah. serve in the the way that you're just naturally gifted in, which is clearly yeah. fashion and and taking all those passions as well of of curating, you know, a collection of. Yeah independent retailer or independent brands, um, being able to work with that, which we're definitely going to dive into like the, the, how, the, why all that (laughs) later, but getting a store, you, you recently, if I'm not mistaken, recently opened a store in the fashion district in center city of Philadelphia, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Very new. Thank you. It's been definitely a bigger transition. This is the biggest store I ever like managed. So Yeah, like I'm excited just for the company in general. So yeah, we are in the fashion district, Philadelphia, and right next to a lot of big brands, other brand stores, just to see our name above our store is just so wonderful. Like, oh. I'm just company proud. <laughs> should yes, be. Yes, you that absolutely is should be. So exciting. Like, big congratulations. Thank you. Can you tell us, like, a little bit about that journey that took you to getting this? Because when we first met, you did it, your store was not in the fashion district in no. Center City. Um, so, what was the journey like to, to getting? to this new storefront and and were you online like before you did the brick and mortar like what what was the evolution of your store um so when i started with this curiosity of learning how to become a buyer i started with online i learned how to actually build websites and this was before having like these website templates like i learned about coding and things like that so i did start off like online uh, when my space exists. So I did start <laughs> off with that and then selling things from like my car and stuff like that, like making local deliveries oh my goodness. before it became a, you know, a thing like local deliveries. Yeah. And um, my first brick and mortar store was in West Philly, but it was actually like a collaboration with another artist and he just needed like help with his space, just making it like the aesthetics, you know, for retail. So I did help with that. And then from that, it led me to opening my own physical store in West Philly. So this is the fourth location as in moving, you know, from certain spaces from West Philly. And then we went to Old City. And then after that, we went strictly online for two years due to the fact it was construction. But retail is my thing because it's our headquarters space. It's our flagship store. And then the experience our customers get, I really like seeing it. And I want, I like the feel of it. So it's definitely different than just being online and trying to get a feel behind digital. (laughs) 
What an amazing evolution though, from just having this idea like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if, and that's kind of yeah. how we start like all of our, <laughs> we call them champagne dreams. Like, oh, it would be really cool if, you know, one day I was in Paris and having coffee with Oprah and you know, yes. like, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, but you, you took that and really just like, just curiosity, like, okay, yeah. well, curiosity is now a passion. And with passion, a lot of times comes figuring stuff out. Yes. So learning how to code, learning how to design that site. Yes. Now, like you get in the trenches whenever you become passionate about something, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. But that's the core of it though. If you passionate, it keeps you going. It keeps you motivated to be curious and learn the next step and then the next step. So I feel as though it just make me feel like I'm purposeful. Like in my life, I'm doing something purposeful for me, you know, and then also bringing the community with me throughout this journey. So that this is why I call it a curated online marketplace due to the fact how I'm buying to my conscious decisions of being a buyer. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's dive into that more. Façon de vivre. It means mm-hmm. lifestyle, right? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us more about like yes. the history? Look at you like, with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> wait, did I read this? Girl, I was talking your website. It's Haitian Creole, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Haitian Creole has French and then also Spanish language. It yes. is a language that was invented in 1988 which I was born in 1988, so it was really not an old language. Um, And it's a new language to the Constitution. In 1988, it became an actual language in the Constitution. So it was like slang, like when you said what's up and things like that in the streets. So Creole was just really like an undercover language for the Haitian community. But when I first started, it wasn't façon de vie. When Mm -hmm. I first started the journey, it was called the A-list look. And the reason why I called it that because Bizarre Magazine is my favorite magazine. And every time I used to read articles about the A-lister wearing a certain type Mm -hmm. of outfit, and it was called the A-list look on the top of the magazine, like big as that. I was like, oh, let me just use that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I want celebrities to wear my things, but allowing people to have their whole experience that's lavish, but still affordable. So that was the first concept. So when I went to go visit Haiti after the earthquake and everything, something mm-hmm. just like felt solely deep and like, I want something more. I want my company to be like known for something deeper than just clothes and fashion. So it is a lifestyle. So the woman that wears façon de vie is a whole 360 lifestyle. Things I had to learn for myself as a woman um, and to trust myself. Throughout this journey, I just brought it into the company as in like, I didn't want to call it lifestyle. And then it went back to my roots being Haitian as well. And just the independence of Haiti, knowing that history and then knowing that their marketplace crashed and it stopped economics. And I was like, oh my God, this is just (laughs) the woman who wears façon de vive. So it was a (laughs) one-win. Yes, that is such a beautiful story. And... I love how you spoke about the journey of the brand and how it changed. And I think sometimes as business owners and especially women, right, we get so stuck on what we've chosen and we're like, that's it. I picked it. Now I have to stick with it. How do I keep going? But I have something I'm not really sure I like anymore. And we're always like, it's okay to change. As you grow and evolve, your brand will grow and evolve. Your mission might grow and evolve. Your audience might grow and evolve. And, you know, as a 
a woman, you were, like you said, you were experiencing all these changes and you're like, wait, this, this A-list now does not represent what I want my brand to represent anymore. And you yes. were able to go back to your roots and create this beautiful mission and beautiful community and, and customer, ideal customer that you have in mind who will be shopping mm -hmm. at your store. So thank you for being transparent with us and, and sharing that, you know, things change. Yes, <laughs> change. things definitely change. Mm -hmm. You can be a nurse and then own right. a storefront or own a whole <laughs> store one day, you know, you can always change your mind. There you go. There you go. Oh my goodness. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about your bread and butter here, which is the retail industry, right? And, and B2B relationship management. So hold on, you, Alex, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. Yes. For our podcast listeners who don't know B2B, ah, yeah. can you elaborate on yes, what yes. that is first? B2B <laughs> is business to business. <laughs> Perfect. So like you as a business buying and like representing other brands in your store. Yes, Just, yes, okay, yes. So it is a clarity. B2B relationship because every brand that we carry, it is business to business. And then the mm -hmm. conscious decisions of being the buyer of the company, I really go into like an emotional thing. Like, oh my God, like I need this person earrings as a woman owned brand. She's an entrepreneur as well. She has a business as well. So that's where it comes down to the independence and the economics too. So it is B2B. We're doing business together, especially minority brands doing businesses together and curating like a collection for the woman who wears Fasone V. It's like you're not just wearing us you wearing different independent brands throughout your whole wardrobe and mm -hmm. everybody has a journey everybody has a story b2b is that business relationship as in working with people that follows the mission of your brand of your company amazing thank you for for clarifying sorry i just want to make sure that like where everybody's listening is on the same page <laughs> And also giving other entrepreneurs, you know, like some advice when it comes down to retail. Other brands, before they go into a retail space, before they actually get to the point of pitching their products to be in the space, like things that they have to get in order. So that's B2B too. So I help advise that if they're not ready. And most people, they approach me all the time. Like, hey, I make this. Can I, you know, have it in a store? And it's just like a level to it you know it's like certain mm -hmm. things you have to do before you actually approach any company especially any retail company to put your stuff on a shelf space mm -hmm. do you have any like recommendations because since you are in this b in a b2b space and you are working with other entrepreneurs other business owners who are pitching you right to get their stuff in your store yeah. do you have any advice or recommendations for our own community who may be in the same place and may want to start pitching another business owner for their own product or service like what maybe what's one do and what one do and don't of pitching another brand or business yeah, one thing that's very important, any big retail company, any big retail company, they are asking for a line sheet. Once you have a line sheet, you know your pricing, you know your cost, and you know your retail cost. So that's very important. If you don't approach a company with a line sheet, it's just really just a verbal pitch. 
But if you come with a line sheet with your price points and also the merchandise that you're selling, and just be honest with your price points, you really can't be wishy-washy mm -hmm. as in like, oh, no, I'm going to change today or this and that because now it's like, oh, now you're questioning your business. So just be prepared knowing your prices and then approach a retail a retailer, a buyer that's part of the retail company. And it has to be a buyer. The buyer is the person that makes the decisions on what products is on the shelf space. Once you have your line sheet, that means the, Im the images of your product, your, um, your wholesale and retail costs, and also a bio of your company. Why mm -hmm. this brand, this company should carry your merchandise. So yes. that's just like everything in one pitch. And really the buyer make the decision based off of their company mission, based off of what's already on a shelf space, based off of do we need more candles or not? Mm -hmm. But yeah, just being prepared with a line sheet. That's great. That's great advice. And very, very similar to what we share with our community. So we're so happy you said that is, you know, knowing, knowing yourself and knowing your brand, owning that and being so confident in yes. what your business stands for, but also having done your research that you know mm -hmm. why you're approaching this business, not just because you want to get your candles or your sweater or your earrings in another store, but do your missions align, right? And is yeah. it going to elevate the both of you? And it is a, is it a beneficial partnership? And then the flip side, which we really enjoyed what you said was knowing your brand and your business yeah. in and out like this it, you said it best like this is not the time to be wishy-washy girl like you're no. trying to get yourself in the store own your prices say yes. what it is and then make sure yes. you approach the right person which thank you for clarifying that is it's a buyer yeah yes, it's a buyer it doesn't have to be the owner of the store and of course the bigger the store the bigger overhead the i mean well the bigger the store the bigger different management departments but the buyer is the person that you have to pitch and approach because the buyer is the person that's pitching the owner of the company. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I think we should have this brand on our shelves. And this is the reason why. And this is the price points, too. Mm -hmm. So glad that, that we're talking about this, because like Alex said, so many women in our community are constantly like pitching to other brands, whether it's for yeah. a collaboration or like for an event or something like that. So like Alex was saying too, when you, when you know what you stand for and how you can add value to that company, then it just makes your, your pitch a lot easier and a lot smoother. Yeah. We would love to know like how, how has COVID impacted your business? Cause it's easy to look at you right now with this new storefront and the, the fashion district of in center city, Philly, but we know that that didn't come without hardship and, and, and struggle in your entire journey. And probably, especially this year, what advice would you give to other small business owners on, on staying innovative and resilient throughout this time and, and, and other times in the future? Uh, well, one thing I had to tell myself is just that, to be honest, the outside world, it's always, they're always going to be a tragedy. I'm going to be honest. Like if you let the outside world stop you from actually staying consistent with your business, you would miss the wave that's coming mm. because this can't last forever. Right? So in the meantime, I really don't like involve my energy of like lowering my energy due to the outer environment. Mm -hmm. I try not to do that. Once I get in that mindset, I do meditate, like quiet down because this is a on, on lasting journey. Like, where am I going? 
nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I still have to build my brand consistently. Mm -hmm. I still have to learn things consistently. And I have to network consistently. Everything mm -hmm. that I was doing on my norm, I have to stay consistent. The outside world is always going to be tragic. But I've learned that throughout my journey. Like other things happened that was much more mm -hmm. tragic than this. Like when we had the construction that happened, that was to me was the worst thing because I had to make a decision, keep my doors mm -hmm. open or actually leave. And it wasn't due to the pandemic or COVID. So after I did that, made that mental, you know, like change my whole like, my whole environment from knowing retail and going strictly online and my whole habits and things, I had to adapt. So just mm -hmm. adapt. It's like you have to adapt to the environment, the situation, because if you don't, anything could shut you down, like in business, any person, anyone, any situation. So if you look at it as in this is a lifelong journey, this is what you want to do, you have to stay consistent and don't let the outer world really affect you. Of course. COVID affected the business, it affected cash flow, mm -hmm. it is taking another financial risk. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be real. It is all of those things I'm biting my nails, like, oh, <laughs> am I making the right decision? Like, <laughs> should I sign this lease? What is going on? Like, why now? But this is something I also put on my vision board. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to question the why now. I really mm -hmm. didn't, because this is something I asked for. And you just never know. It's just saying that yes and then seeing where it goes. Oh, I love that. I have chills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think what really, what really stood out, and if you guys are listening, I mean, like Zen said, there, there will always be something going on, but mm -hmm. what is going to keep you grounded and moving forward, consistency, being able to make decisions, a positive mindset, being mindful of your energy, and being able to adapt to new environments and situations. Mm -hmm. Can you give us any resources that you personally use to, that you've learned how to adapt so quickly and, and, or things that you've done to build this positive mindset that you have? Because obviously it's not something that you can just do tomorrow, right? And it takes a little bit time to, to flex that muscle and, and build it. But what are some resources that you have used to do that? Um, like you said, it, it, it takes muscle, right? To build it just like anything else that you work on. When you do a physical workout, you, re you really have to do a mental workout as well. Like learning mm -hmm. how to quiet your thoughts. But this is where it comes into my, my company is called Lifestyle for a Reason. It is the way you live. It is a lifestyle, the way you actually live and resources let's say because i do meditate like mm -hmm. especially when i have a lot of mental things going on like overthinking or just had a long busy day or just hype over caffeine like i'm trying not to drink <laughs> but <laughs> just just that i um i practice a lot of i do practice a lot of um, meditation i don't have like a app Mm -hmm. I just know mm -hmm. we have a, like a playlist like on our YouTube um, yeah. playlists and certain hearse that I do listen to. You'll and have to send that to us. So we'll link it okay. in the show notes. If you, if you guys have that, you, that playlist public, um, we can link it that way. Everyone can, can get calm with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And also me as a person, um, I always been in the journey of like, why am I here? That question mark, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, so 
I had to build that muscle strength, like to trust myself. And I think any entrepreneur have to, for you to mm-hmm. trust yourself, that you're going to fully pay yourself, that you, I mean, like to a point that you have to survive for yourself out here in these streets, <laughs> <laughs> that you have to build that confidence within yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty much um, resources. Yeah, I shared a link with um, meditation, but also I journal. I write mm-hmm. to myself. Um, the only person that's going to change your situation is your inner self. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the right moves, you know what's good for you, and you have to trust in that and maneuver however way need, is needed. Mm-hmm. Just um, during this pandemic, like, a lot of things have changed, a certain how I make certain decisions, of course, but it's just adapting to your environment. Such great advice. And listen to Oprah, too. Yeah, I mean, we'll add that. Soulful Conversations. When I came across when she first started Soulful Conversations, um, and Soulful Conversations, right? Yeah. (laughs) When she started that, um, and when I came across that, and I'm not really like a big TV watcher, but when I came across that, I was like, oh, my God. She understands my language. Like, <laughs> oh, like people out here think the same way. And mm. then this is over. Like, so yeah, so I follow, like, I don't know, like I just look at over as just like, oh, my little guru. Like yes. <laughs> um, just her just just her story and her transition of her journey. And I love storytelling. I love reading people's stories and like how they became and becoming whatever Michelle Obama. So. Yes. <laughs> We will link all of those all ladies of for you so you can you can build up your own little toolbox there. Um, I love it. Yes. Flex that muscle. Yes. <laughs> well, Zen, we have loved this conversation and would love to to keep like keep chatting even more and dive into your story. So we'll have to have you back. But okay. in the meantime, where can we connect with you? Um social media, Fason Davive. That's on Instagram, Facebook, our website, fasondevive.com. You want to email us directly, contact at fasondevive. And we always looking for brands, just to put it mm-hmm. out there. We are always yeah. looking for, especially independent brands. And we are in Philadelphia. There's a lot of makers in Philadelphia, but not just mm-hmm. Philly. We are a global. So we carry a lot of things from local Philly all the way to Kenya. Amazing. Yes. We will link all that in the show notes for y'all so you can go stalk her, stalk the website, <laughs> buy some goodies. I know we can't wait to dive into some more bath salts yes. later because like, oh, beauty and wellness. Amazing. Yeah, especially around this time. Yes. So we know you just opened this brand new store. Is there anything else that you are working on right now that you want our community to know about? Essence, I'm not sure if the audience members know Essence Magazine, but mm-hmm. we are now, we have a contract with Essence and we will be selling um, Fasson de Vive yeah. on Essence. That's yes. amazing! Oh my, oh my gosh! Oh my God. <laughs> Zen, that's amazing! How did, how did we miss that? <laughs> yeah, that was on the vision board too. <laughs> well, go ahead, girl. You got two things crossed off that vision board. That is 
Amazing. Congratulations. Uh, we're going to go ahead and link Essence in the show notes too. So let's finish up with our rapid fire. She shines question round. So think like one to two word responses for each of these. Setting okay. the scene. You are at your favorite coffee shop or if you're a tea drinker um you're getting ready to order what is your well you said you like caffeine so what's your drink oh so if i do caffeine it will be a chai latte mm-hmm. with almond milk okay. and one shot of espresso all right oh my gosh a dirty chai yes, yes. <laughs> that's my drink that's my drink yes all right so you're getting ready to order your dirty chai and there is a girl behind you and she's like oh my gosh that is zen from Fasson de Vivre. I saw them in Essence. I went to their <laughs> store in Center City. I brought from them online. I'm gonna ask her three quick questions and I'm gonna buy her dirty chai for her. So first question, <laughs> what is your favorite way to connect with new people? Oh, I love to network. Oh my God, before the world like closed <laughs> down, like shut down and the human interactions, networking. I love finding, you know, events. And I actually, I'm a, I, I love networking. Like I would just, walk up to the host be like hey i am here like, <laughs> like actually right. communicate at networking because that's the point um i really don't like going to networking events and nobody wants to talk and everybody want to sip their wine and eat the cheese and crackers like <laughs> hey i'm here to meet new people yeah. i love meeting new people so just networking i really love that so social media is a great platform mm-hmm. um just to come across people and also like once again, when Oprah was in Harlem, <laughs> I went to, to <laughs> I went there to network, and I almost got an autograph, my journal autograph, uh, me eye contact. It doesn't even matter, but networking. That's um, it. Yes. Eye contact. Eye contact. I feel like that you can say you met Oprah. You looked at her. Yes. Looked her in the eyes. So <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next question she has is, how can I create community in my life or business? Oh, community. Um, how can you create community? I'm still working on that yeah. for myself. Even though I love networking, um, I am the type of person to network and follow up. But when it comes down to community, hmm, let's say, well, really events when the world was open, but <laughs> now I'm adapting to like this, like Zoom. Mm-hmm. Being in groups is great too, like on Facebook. That's great. I mean, yeah. Facebook groups, listen, Anna Laura and I met because of a Facebook group. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. you never know who's hanging out on Facebook. Um, all right. Last question. How do you get your feel of girl talk? Yeah, definitely dinner with wine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we yeah, both have to go. eat, especially yeah. from a long day Then we play and catch up. So dinner and also if it's brunch, it would be brunch mm. with tea. So depending on the mood and the attitude, and I love to dance. Dancing is one of the things. It's dancing and then food. I know. I would say dancing dancing and nature walks and then food because I would make Sunday like a day that I would link up with my girlfriend, like let's walk and chat at the same time. And something more productive instead of just eating when you're on a budget. So (laughs) Let's go on a nature walk, like just walk and talk. And then let's go dancing if, you know, the energy is there. Like we want to celebrate something. Well, girl, next time I'm in Philly, we're all going to get together and go dancing. Nature walks and wine. I'm here for it. Nature walks and wine and brunch. Can't wait. (laughs) All the things. Zen, thank you so much again for coming on. This was so much fun. Thank you. We appreciate you. 
Thank you for the opportunity and also allowing me to share my story as well. Oh, you're so welcome. Ladies, please make sure you check out Zen on all the social media accounts. Please check out all the links in the show notes and we will catch you on the next episode. Until next time, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.